This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Hi, it's Claire Kimball here, the founder of The Squiz. This week marks six years of putting out The Squiz Today podcast and I just wanted to say a huge thank you for listening. If you love what we do, and we hope you do, please tell your friends about us. It's all the birthday present we could ever need. Good morning, I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Friday the 1st of July. In your Squiz Today, China's president visits Hong Kong. The territories are set to get voluntary assisted dying laws, wet weather on the way, and Squiz Kids holiday specials. This is your Squiz Today. China's President Xi Jinping has left mainland China for the first time since the pandemic began, heading to Hong Kong to mark 25 years since that territory was handed over from the British. Now, we've talked a lot about Hong Kong over the last few years with the new national security laws imposed by China, curtailing any pro-democracy movements and effectively ending the one country, two systems set up. So, Claire, there's a few ways to look at Xi's visit. There certainly is. Those who are supportive of what Xi is doing and really front-footing China with a more aggressive strike into the world, uh, they say that this is a victory lap. He's a very strong leader and he really did make it happen to bring Hong Kong back under China's control. But it's a very solemn day for those uh, who are reflecting on the freedoms that Hong Kong has lost. Uh, What happened under that one country, two systems rule was that it was recognised recognised that Hong Kong was part of China, but they were able to have their own economic and administrative systems. And that really meant that it was quite a different place to live than in China, which has a much more socialist bent. It does seem that those days are over now with the crackdowns on Hong Kong's freedoms. Xi's supporters say he's enabled the second return of Hong Kong, while those who are opposed to what's happened in the once semi-autonomous region point out Xi's brutal self-interest in pushing China's agenda. Xi is only a few months away from marking his first decade of power. He's expected to seek an unprecedented third term. So that ambition is another element to add to the context here as is the fact that NATO have just declared China a security threat for the first time. Yeah, what they said at that NATO meeting uh, that has just happened in Madrid is that when you look at China, their approach to the world is a major challenge to uh, NATO members' interests. What the boss of NATO, Jens Stoltenberg, uh, said yesterday was that China isn't an adversary, uh, but they need to take account of a whole range of things like China really getting heavy into weapons, including long-range missiles and nuclear weapons. Also, that they're trying to get involved in international infrastructure like 5G networks. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese is, of course, at the NATO summit. He's commented that China aims to become the most powerful nation in the world and that Beijing and Moscow's cosy relationship is a big problem. Those comments have not gone down well on Chinese state media. They've called on him to be more diplomatically astute. Speaking of Prime Minister Anthony Albanese, after a few days in Madrid at the NATO summit, he's now in Paris to reset Australia's relationship with France. Of course, that had to happen when uh, the Morrison government really fell out with uh, French President Emmanuel Macron. That really came down to the broken submarines contract. Also, you remember Macron told Australian media that he thought that Morrison was a liar. Uh, That was really quite a thing last year. (laughs) It was quite an 
unusual event. Uh, so what has happened with the election of the Albanese government is that Macron had invited him to come to Paris. Uh, that visit is now underway. And what they want to talk about is getting things back on track, including uh, a free trade agreement with the European Union. Yeah, that's been put back on the agenda in conversations between Albanese and Ursula von der Leyen, the European Union Commissioner. Albanese points to his government's position on climate change and the chance for a relationship reset with France post-submarines drama as the reasons for getting the free trade agreement discussions back on track. Still in France, the only surviving member of the group that committed the 2015 Paris terror attacks has been given a rare life sentence. 130 people were killed and hundreds more were injured in those attacks. Yeah, it was only 2015, which is quite incredible. It seems like much longer ago, Mm. I think. But yeah, those attacks were quite shocking to the world. Sailor Abdeslam, uh, as you say, was the only surviving member of that Islamic State aligned group. Uh, He was found guilty on all of the terrorism and murder charges. He has received a very rare life sentence. Uh, What he said is that uh, he had second thoughts, that he didn't set off his suicide vest on that night. Uh, But what the evidence showed was that that vest was defective. 19 others who supported the terrorists were also found guilty. They've received a range of sentences. Back home now and the Albanese government is planning to put forward a bill that would allow territories, so the ACT and the Northern Territory, to set their own laws regarding voluntary assisted dying. It's now legal in all states, Claire, but at the moment a different set of rules apply for territories. Yeah, and the reason is that back in the day, we're talking 1996, the Howard government overturned a Northern Territory rule on voluntary assisted dying. Uh, Back in those times, the NT became the first in the world to legalise voluntary euthanasia, uh, but the Howard government stepped in. Uh, Since then, it's been one of those territory rights that the Commonwealth has held on to. So this is quite a change for the Albanese government to say that they wouldn't get in the way if the territories do want to establish their own voluntary assisted dying laws. Getting this done for the territories was a promise that Labor took to the election. They're hoping to put the bill forward in the first couple of weeks of Parliament. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. Sometimes it can feel like retirement is a long way off, but whether it's two years or 20 years away, it's important to make sure your super fund is working for you. Aware Super is one of Australia's largest super funds and offers heaps of free tools and tips on its website for Aussies looking to get their super sorted and put a plan in place for their retirement. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au. We haven't had a weather update in a while and while we hate to be the bearer of bad news, dig out your brollies again because a double whammy of rain systems is set to hit most of the country, Claire. If you're anywhere near a television and you see a weather report, it really is worth just stopping (laughs) and having a look at it because when you see those big systems moving across the country, uh, bringing with it a whole lot of rain, it really is quite something to see. Mm. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be something to experience as well if you're in those zones. Uh, In the northern part of Australia, that's where it's starting. They're in the middle of their dry season, so they're going to get quite a bit of rain that could even be record-breaking. 
happening. So that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, That system then heads to eastern Queensland and it's going to extend down the coast. Uh, That other system you're talking about is set to hit New South Wales. Uh, Record flooding expected there too. So it's really something to keep an eye out for. A lot of rain on the way. The Weather Bureau has forecasted above average rainfall for the whole month of July. So definitely not a dry July when it comes to the skies, Claire. No, that's right. A wet weather update calls for a bit of comfort food. Your pick for the week is an Osobuco, Claire. Yeah, I reckon if it's going to be wet and miserable, might as well have some nice food. And this is about as decadent as it comes, I reckon, when it comes to those sort of weekend braises. So Osobuco, which is, of course, veal shin, sounds very exciting. (laughs) Uh, And then you just slowly cook that so it's coming off the bone. I really like the marrow bits, which I'm sure for any vegetarians or uh, vegans are just absolutely cringing. Um, Bone marrow is just delightful. Uh, I like to have it with a Milanese risotto, which is even more decadent. It's a really cheesy and saffrony sort of risotto. So if that really floats your boat, there's a couple of recipes there. Sounds like I'd like to drop into your place on the weekend on Sunday afternoon for some (laughs) leftovers, Claire. So watch out. Yet again, Larissa, I don't know that there'll be leftovers, but you're more than welcome to swing by. (laughs) On the off chance. (laughs) As for the other recommendations that make up our Friday lights this week, an Agatha Christie thriller called Why Didn't They Ask Evans that was written and directed by Hugh Laurie. It's on ABC iView, three one-hour episodes, so it's easy enough to get through on the weekend. So a good recommendation there. As always, you can find all of Friday lights in the Squiz Today newsletter or on our website. Squiz the day or across the weekend, Claire, what are you taking note of? Oh, look, I'm going to steal your thunder. I'm going to be watching a fair bit of tennis, I reckon. (laughs) Uh, There Mm -hmm. are some real upsets, so it's going to be quite interesting to see who makes it through to the second week. If you've got tennis, I'll take the rest of the sport. Friday, the Tour de France kicks off. Saturday, the Super Netball Grand Final is on. Sunday, it's plastic bag free day. So if you want to keep that in mind as as you go about your weekend. But it is also the end of the school term for most schools, and I'm reliably informed by the Squiz Kids team that though they're planning to enjoy a little break over the holiday, they have a bunch of awesome content, school holiday content ready to go. So if you've got kids aged 8 to 12, jump on over to Squiz Kids on Apple Podcasts and check out the subscriber specials. There's quizzes, there's extra podcast episodes on all sorts of topics that kids love. Definitely a way to keep the kids entertained and banish boredom. So check that out. That's all from us. Have a good weekend and we will be back with you on Monday.